What's up, Pocket Dudes? Welcome to Pokemon Go to the Movies, the Pokemon movie podcast here on Gigaboots. I'm your host, Dan Video Games, and with me is Bob. Zerling. Chris Wolfhart. Castle Oblivion. Dr. Agro. Through the Fire and Flames. And Millennium Mike's very own Shiba Yagato. Fuck you, Agro. That was going to be mine. <laughs> I'm so glad I got there first. God damn it. <laughs> this time we watched... As it's called in the United States of America, <laughs> uh, Pokemon the movie Black Victinian Reshiram, or Pokemon the movie White Victinian Zekrom, or as it's known in Japan, Pocket Monster's Best Wishes, the movie Victinian the Black Hero Zekrom, or ba- Pocket Monster's Best Wishes, the movie Victinian the White Hero Reshiram. Jesus. <laughs> I feel like I don't want to hear about the white hero. <laughs> uh, all right. That seems charged to me. Which version of the game did you own, Bob? Do you know? Black. Because it had Reshiram. Yes. So you got Pokemon Black featuring the white hero Reshiram. Absolutely. <laughs> seems a little backwards. For people who are unaware, what's even happening? <laughs> There are two versions of this movie, and you get to choose which version you watch. It even opens with a custom logo that looks very good, doesn't it, Bob? Of Pikachu the movie, Duel. Yeah, that looks great. The production logo thing was a little weird to deal with in the past, but just slapping the word Duel on it made it funny as hell to me. Uh, so if you've never watched Pokemon Go to the Movies, basically what we're going to do is we're going to recap what the movie was about, giving our musings and stuff as we go. Then after that, we're going to measure the movie and judge the movie in a number of different ways, including the dex check, how good the Pokemon representation in this film was, and the whimsy meter, and determining via the events of the movie whether or not Ash is actually in a coma. And then, of course, at the end, we give it a rating. And since this is fifth gen, drum roll. We have to judge it based on a scale of one to looking it up. It's 649. <laughs> a normal consumable <laughs> scale for the human mind to articulate and perceive <laughs> things on. You know, it's based. It's a 649 based system, you know, because humans have 649 fingers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> everyone remembers exactly how many Pokemon are each in and really solidifies that as a number they should know in their head at all times. And judge things based on, right? Absolutely. That's, dude, someone out there is doing that now and I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, they're unhinged. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and get to the events of the movie. As I said before, it opens with Pikachu the movie, Duel. And we get our usual intro narration, which I won't even recap. You have so many other episodes of Pokemon Go to the Movies to hear what that would be like, and it is just like that. Important, though, I watched the U.S. version this time, so I got an absolutely horrific-looking title card sequence. Absolutely hideous. But it's fifth gen, so we open on Ash next to Iris and Silen, whose name is short for cilantro, but they will not yeah. pronounce it as Salon, which annoys me. <laughs> yeah, I kept mishearing as Simon for quite a while. Man. <laughs> which, of course, just makes me think of the chipmunks. <laughs> I expected when we finally replaced Girl and Brock mm-hmm. that th- there'd be more to, like, oh, man. 
I didn't think they'd be replaced by like empty suits. Well, it's okay because Silence <laughs> says the thing he says when you battle him seven times in this movie. <laughs> he he keeps he says all these things are going to be tastes. That's my one thing. My personality is making puns about the word taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they really embellished more with Misty and Brock's personality, turning them into anime characters than they did with uh Silen or Iris. But then again, uh, everything they did with Iris uh, makes me upset because I haven't had to deal with anime Iris until now. And I'm just like, in Amolga, this is wrong. My condolences. <laughs> For this and future movies that have Iris in them. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking doomed out here. <laughs> what if we just skip all the way to six gen movies? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> we got so excited by the hoop god. <laughs> oh my god. See, Dan, the way I see it, Iris is for you what Entei is for me. A hollow caricature of what she should be. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. There's a feral energy to Iris that is completely lacking in this film. The only time they even touch on it is she's implied to have been sleeping in the tree at one point. That's it. That's all. That's all we get. Anyway. We should get to it. Uh, Pikachu fights a throw. That's a fifth gen Pokemon. Pretty cool. We then cut to a desert where a dude's walking through, and I'm like, it's a little early for sixth gen. But in fact, it's some guy named Damon, and he's traveling with a Reunicluse. So I chose the right or, version. Yes, you did. <laughs> or in the other version, it's the Arctic. Yeah, I actually saw a little bit of that intro. Because I was trying to find a good copy of this. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's not even in the desert in that no, version. There's no Blitzel. Oh. oh. Yeah, the whole conflict and the, the people of the Vale are in the Arctic instead of in the desert in the uh, white version of the movie. The weird thing is they show both in our version. I wonder if they showed both later in your version. We'll get to that point, though. Desert Man walks up on a wounded Blitzel that can't stand. It has bandages on its leg already, so I guess the wound was treated, but not well. The man has his Reunicluse heal it, and then he carries it off to a small village elsewhere in the desert. Since this is the American Pokemon region, I wonder if Pokemon Jeremiah Johnson will show up and cause problems for the cast. <laughs> a village elder tells the dude that he appreciates him healing his daughter's Blitzel, but he doesn't care how many times this guy returns. They will not return to the land that his people lost, and that he needs to stop believing in the legend. Damon local desert wanderer says, or Arctic man <laughs> says he will prove the legend is true. And then a giant storm starts scaring all the Buffalo and it starts a stampede. It even starts walking towards them. Very cool. As all the villagers wash and he summons Rasharam to start literally beaming all the Buffalo. And I'm like, I thought you would stop the storm, dude. What? Yeah. He, he stops her in first. They just start shooting Buffalo. It's great. Right. What the hell? <laughs> Those Belphalont are so devastated by these laser beams from Reshram, they turn into, like, exhausted CG Belphalont. <laughs> <laughs> They're very still once this happens. <laughs> Damon then says, the people of the Vale should return there. And Reshram goes, yeah, dude. <laughs> <And> they fly <laughs> away. And all the villagers are like, maybe next time open with the fact that you've been chosen by our culture's sacred dragon god. Maybe maybe that's a great way to sell us on this idea. <laughs> right? Okay, but if you open on that, then the people just assume you're crazy and just outright kick you out. You're not even allowed back <laughs> in. Well, then you summon the dragon to fuck them up. <laughs> 
<laughs> Many things are possible when you have a dragon god. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I can't really argue that. Everything is possible through the power of dragon Jesus. Ash Silen. I'm done with this, by the way. I'm never pronouncing that again. You can all eat my ass. It's Salon. Anyways, Ash, Salon, and Iris walk up, and then the narrator calls the region they're in Yanava. Sure, bud. I was like, mm. it's, it's the United States region, so you know Va, because long I, long O. Then I watched this Yanava. And I'm like, like, no, you're wrong. I'm sorry. And there's a lot of that in this film for me. <laughs> there's a lot of that in Gen 5, to my knowledge. So this you is know, just yeah. on brand. Yeah. I, they, mm. they go to all these different regions in these movies, mm -hmm. but they're all just the exact same Ghibli movie. Uh -huh. <laughs> like there exists no other culture, but the vaguely Ghibli-esque culture where we have steampunk shit. Yeah, I mean, it isn't helped in this film when the mayor comes out on his Ghibli gyrocopter powered by Kling Klang. Good, I'm, I'm glad you weren't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I glad his, I wasn't the only one who noticed he, it. I saw his design at the beginning. I was like, you remind me of something. Is it Ghibli? That's a reach. And then he gets in that and I go, oh, shit. No, not a reach. <laughs> no, no, very intentional. Anyways, Eindok is apparently the place they just arrived just in time for the Harvest Festival. On a mountain cliff, deerlings are trying to eat berries until Victini accidentally scares them into nearly falling off. Ash decides he's better at standing on a mountain cliff than fucking deerlings and starts right. edging out to save them. If only we had a smaller creature that could go out there and help them with enormous vine tentacles or something. If only Piplup was here, certainly Piplup wouldn't fall down the mountain. Surely Piplup wouldn't cause a rock slide killing thousands with a single headbutt. Why would he do something so <laughs> shows up and starts stopping the avalanche. <laughs> uh, I can't believe Ash believes that. That's so insane. He starts falling, but then Victini tries to stop him with its hands by grabbing his leg and like pulling. And it, it starts to work for a bit, but then the, 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 the ledge itself starts falling apart. He slides down the cliff to another ledge, barely stops himself. And then just fucking NBA jam jumps over the entire chasm <laughs> to a cave on the far wall. Everyone's just like, what the fuck, Ash? For this entire segment, he's holding a deerling in each arm. I just want to point out, those are 43 <laughs> yeah. pounds a piece. I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, once again, Ash is developing more superpowers. <laughs> yes and no, because he's actively struggling to carry both of them. And that's why he's eating shit and falling down this mountain before he gets the power of bullshit protagonist. <laughs> They're like, how did he do that? And he turns around like, oh, you don't know yet. I'm Ash and right. gravity can fuck off. <laughs> Salon and Iris haven't seen any of the shit before now, like, of this tier, so they're probably well, just learn. like, what? They better <laughs> learn quick. Uh, Victini, I guess, when he grabbed his foot, made his foot super powerful, or Ash used the aura. We really don't know for sure. Victini didn't explain. What if the aura was with him? He just reawakened the aura <laughs> thanks to Victini's power. There you go. That's what we're going with. We have no confirmation that Victini's power isn't the aura. 
I mean, Victini <laughs> was betrayed and then trapped somewhere, so... That is true. Yet another movie about that. Ash can't make it back from the far side of the chasm, so he's like, uh, there's a cave here. I'm gonna figure out how to get back and meet up with you guys. Okay, bye, and then disappears into the cave. Going through the cave, which is very dark and spooky, Ash has a vision, and he sees the route through the cave to escape, and he's like, whoa. And then he just... Without saying anything to the Pokemon that are with him, he's like, let's go this way. I now know this. <laughs> Just a little uh, non-communicative of Ash. I feel like Pikachu should have been told, but whatever. Turns out Victini gave him this vision because it is cloaked nearby watching him. Ash moves into an area Bob described as a Dark Souls 1 level. <laughs> with giant crystalline structures running all throughout this giant cavernous area. Yup. Yeah, that's a Dark Souls 1 level. That's literally a Dark Souls 1 level. <laughs> yep, that's how you get to see. Later on, there's a guy called Manus, and I just start freaking the fuck out. <laughs> Luckily, in this version, he does not fight Regi-Ice, unlike in Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> he starts screaming to see if he could find someone in this giant cavernous area, and we whip pan to the bottom of it, where there's a menacing pod, almost like a monochromatic like Dragon Ball Z outer space pod. Just sitting at the bottom of it, seemingly made of stone that sort of like glows a little bit and starts reacting somewhat. And then it starts flashing a pulse through the entire area. Ash has another vision and he continues further on through the cave to find a secret passage to the inside of the castle. Ash regroups with his friends right outside the castle and tells Deerling to be more careful in the future. It yells what Bob's intro thing was by going, Deerling. Yeah, it sounds like he's had a few too many smokes. <laughs> And they just move on. They just live their life knowing that Deerling sounds like that. At least that one does. <laughs> yeah, bare minimum, that one does. There's a wide shot of the castle and the town, and Salon says, this is the Sword of Vale, and that it flew through the air and landed right here. And you can see the uh, valley off to the right, which has, like, almost a gash cut through it, an obvious root through it. And it turns out the castle is sword-shaped. Very fancy. They go, wow, is that really true? And Salon goes, hey, there are berries. <laughs> I just go, Salon? Did you just get a pang of ADD? How does that prove any of what you just said? Ash says, I'm always hungry. And Salon offers the team macarons. Victini looks at the macarons gels. The entire movie, I was waiting for them to be like, in the, the veil was uh -huh. known for its berries or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, uh, it, it, oh yeah? Yeah, prove it. Uh, berries? Uh, subs? You're fired, Salon. <laughs> oh. As the team walks through the castle, Victini steals a macaron from them. Outside, they hear fireworks start going off and they go, oh no, the festival's starting without us. We gotta hurry. So they start running. Ash runs smack dab into Victini, who's invisible, and freaks out a little bit, looking around for what he ran into. Then he leaves. Elsewhere in the castle, our team runs into Damon. He's going to guide them to the festival. They all introduce themselves. At the festival, Gotharita juices some berries for children. Gothita splits a fruit and gives it to people. And their goth trainer bows because look at this cool team I have. Was this different in the other version? I would assume it's Reuniclus in this one mm -hmm. for the other movie. Oh. Oh. So we would have gotten some cute Duosian Reuniclus Solosis scenes, I see. Yeah, so the main guy would probably have the Gothrita and Gothitelle instead. 
After seeing this, the team runs up on a Golurk, stomping its way through the city, and they're amazed. Victini flies into a lantern. I don't know how bad you have to be at motor skills to just smack dab run into this tiny lantern. Well, it's invisible, so light can't bounce off its eyes, so it can't see. Oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> I don't want to think about what a Victini has just been blind, wandering the streets of this town for a thousand years. <laughs> Who put this lamp here? <laughs> Which one of you did this? Starts exploding with fire. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out the Golurk is pulling a uh, sort of merch stand full of Victini merch. The lady running it explains that Victini gives people and Pokemon power. And also, Victini guards the Sword of the Veil. Team Rocket is like 10 feet above them at a table eating fruit. They're like, oh, we're going to so get that Victini. That's it. Surely they'll do something this movie. Yeah, and then they're like, well, well, first we'll go take a nap, and then they're gone for the rest <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> at the very least, unlike, what was it, Heroes, where they keep trying to have a like a nice lunch or a nice dessert and they just keep getting fucked over in that regard <laughs> this time they explicitly get to eat except for the one bite that jesse doesn't get to have and they're hanging out in this nice little town and surely they'll do something right yeah yeah you know dealing with team rocket in these films is the best experience i can have for being a disappointed mom who just wants your kid to get a job <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking please team rocket do anything i don't care anymore you can just go be like circus people at this point and I'll be happy. Man, remember there were like real characters in the first two movies? That was great. <laughs> I feel like they got a longer run than that. I think it was like four or five before they really started fading. <laughs> yeah, remember when Team Rocket as a whole was a major plot point in Forever? Oh, yeah. yeah. They put up a good performance fairly recently. They were pretty prominent in, in the movie where they try to kill that pirate guy by stealing a submarine. <laughs> One moment, how long has it been Even since that, was that like movie? that was like three or four movies yeah, ago. Yeah, I feel like that was four movies ago. That was a Gen 3 bordering on Gen 4 movie. So. <laughs> yeah, I think that one's 10. <laughs> Oh. oh, poor Team Rocket. Anyways, Jesse goes to bite her beast fruit. Now Shibuya said, doesn't get it. Bites down on the fork and then just goes, what? Because Victini ate the fruit. You know, the segment is actually part of this episode, but for the record, Jesse gets best dressed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A man on stage greets everyone to the festival and begins the competition. Everyone has to wear a necklace, which is pretty cool looking. It's like a wooden trinket. A shield with a cool design on it. And they have to do one-on-one -on -one battles until they lose their necklace. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, uh, so they're going to orderly take the stage and do a one-on-one. -on -one. No, street battles. Just breaks out all over the city. What is this? This isn't a fucking festival. This is a drug <laughs> bar fight. This is like what happens after a sporting event. It's, it's very Some safe. kind of battle city tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Salon pulls out Pansage because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to win. It's like, no, you're not. Look at that. <laughs> Iris pulls out a Molga, which would be a good choice if she wasn't fucking Iris and should be using a fucking dragon type. And Ash pulls out Scraggy and then tells him to watch. That's so rude. What? It's so fucked up that Iris is like... I want to be a dragon master. I have one dragon that's the first evolution when in the games she's either the eighth gym leader or the champion. Yes! She's mm -hmm. fucking badass. Yep. This is bullshit. 
Ah, so uh, we start a battle montage with music and everything. Iris loses immediately and gives Emolga a look like it's Emolga's fault. I'm like, no, you chose the wrong Pokemon. Yeah, Iris looks like she's going to kill this poor Emolga who was just doing its fucking job. Yeah, right? and Emolga didn't even lose. The other Pokemon she had came out of her sleeve, and that's why she lost. She was disqualified. So it was it had nothing to do with Emolga. What a she, terrible character they made her. Yeah, she runs up on Salon, who is battling a Hydreigon. You know, some sort of thing like she should have. And she fangirls over how cool it is. Pansage doesn't appreciate this, and then Salon loses. <laughs> Interesting fact that took me a while to figure out. I'm like, why does this Pokemon look so weird? Oh, it's because it's shiny and white. Yeah, it, it's the random shiny, which is the funniest thing. Which one? The Hydreigon? The Hydreigon. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Cool. Ash is using Oshawott, so a proper 5th gen type, but not Scraggy, and wins against an Embor. Everyone dances when he wins, and Scraggy high-fives Victini, who appeared and then disappears, freaking Scraggy out a bit. The music then ends. The stand owner, who we later learn her name is Juanita, I believe? Mm. The stand owner watches a battle between Ash and a person who can type match correctly. He's using Tepig while they have a Samurott. Ash does this, I think, in every fucking movie. I think, like, the last several have had a scene in the opening where he has a incorrectly tight-matched starter against the final form of the starter and wins every time. I just, <laughs> Ash is on autopilot. I don't know if he's drunk or high as fuck, but his brain is not working in this film for how to Pokemon battle at all. Now, see, it's a metaphor for the kids at home who want to use their favorites, and it's about how even when the type matchups are wrong and your Pokemon is at least 30 levels underneath your opponents, you can still win if you use action replay and cheat, like Ash. <laughs> so what you're saying is it really communicates the themes of truth versus ideal. Yes. <laughs> the team stands on the side and commentating on how stupid Tepig is as a choice. Tepic gets razor shelled so hard it flies into the the merch stand and knocks over all the merch and Victini finds it and gives him the juice. (laughs) Ash tells Tepic to use the same attack again now that it's insanely overpowered and it scorches Samurott and wins. Salon says the fucking line. An unexpected flavor. Simply delicious. Ash isn't even slightly... Like, he doesn't even notice that Tepic did something interesting or different. No, he doesn't notice that Tepic literally filled an entire alley of a street with fire. Yeah, Ash is completely checked out. You're right. Yeah, he (laughs) is. As we see again later. The stand owner and her daughter wonder if this was the work of Victini. Carlita, I believe, uh, the stand owner's daughter, challenges Ash to a battle. Scraggy demands to be his choice this time. Gets immediately owned by Hedragon while doing a headbutt. And when Scraggy lands in the bushes, Carlita just stares at Scraggy until Victini appears and juices him. Scraggy then immediately leaps 100 feet into the air and headbutts Hydreigon so hard it gets knocked out and flung hard onto like a set of stairs in the distance. It's like, I, is it okay? Will it be okay after this insane amount of damage occurred to its head? The stand owner's Not daughter. Not much going on in there. <laughs> The stand owner's daughter tells him that his Pokemon was being juiced by Victini. Ash realizes that Victini gave him the visions and ate his macaron and uh, gave him the ability to jump across the chasm. Ash calls out to Victini and thanks him. Salon offers the macarons they have and Victini eats some of them and then disappears. Yeah, Ash's not upset at all that he cheated to his last two victories. 
autopilot. Hey, <laughs> my column has two more wins in it. <laughs> Victini then reappears to eat more macarons. Victini does the victory symbol. Say the line, Victini. Everybody introduces themselves to Victini. Ash grabs Victini to start spinning around and it starts crying. Do not let Ash near your baby. The Pokemon are like, oh, we need to make this better and start offering like a macaron to make amends with Victini. And it works. So they're all good. And now they're all walking through the streets with Victini and everything's happy. And Team Rocket sees them and says, wow, they would, Victini would be so much happier if it was dating me. Because that's all they ever fucking say. <laughs> Wow, imagine if we had that victory Pokemon, and I can't imagine them being victorious ever. <laughs> Victini follows our crew outside of the city onto a uh, dirt trail and then bounces off of an energy bubble that's around the entire city. Victini gets upset over this and shoots a fireball at the shield, revealing the entire thing with a horrible ringing sound. Salon deduces that Victini probably went home from there being so upset. Stand owner explains that Victini can't go beyond the pillars of protection. Damon shows up with some guy. He's apparently the daughter of the stand owner. The dude that's with him is the mayor. Juanita is upset that he's parading around her son? Question mark? They wander through a garden. There's lots of Pokemon here. They eat fruit. It's cool. And then they shout out Victini's name, trying to find Victini. Then Ash says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then Victini just hides more. Ash slips, almost falls into the fountain, and then Victini saves him, so that way he doesn't fall, but then he falls anyway. Ha 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 ha. Anyways, Victini's real, everyone's shitting their pants. It's a really happy moment, and then we get a really hilarious digital zoom on Damon, who goes, my plan, zoom, is to borrow some of Victini's power. And I'm like, you are like next to people who are acting normal, my man. <laughs> you, you should be like, oh, cool. This legendary. Ha, how zany. Not be like, I am going to exploit this for profit. <laughs> Do you have something you want to share with the class, Damon? <laughs> no, I just announced that I have something I want to share with the class. I will not elaborate. You open his notebook in the first line. It's just welcome to my twisted mind. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be, I'll show them all. And then there's nothing else. That's the last page before disaster strikes. Not the first. You don't open with that. So we end up in some sort of library place. They explain, oh, uh, let us tell you the story of the people of the Vale and Victini. And they have a cool pop-up storybook to explain the, you know, Victini relationship to the, the, the king and all this other stuff. And I was like, wow, imagine if that slideshow in the Arceus film was cool like this. Instead of, okay, Ash, come here. We're going to show you our projector. Anyways, the Kingdom of the Vale pulled its power from the Dragon Force. The people in the Pokemon were in perfect harmony with nature. There are two princes. They each owned Zekrom and Rushram. They were named the Hero of Ideals and the Hero of Truth. The kingdom lost its way when the two princes became enemies. This led to war, and they were turned to stone. The, the, po the Pokemon, not the yeah, they weren't turned to like full-sized Pokemon into stone. They were turned into little rock balls. Yeah, quite literally. They were turned into stones. They were not turned to stone because if they were turned <laughs> to stone, you would think they would be the same size but stone. Mm-hmm. Become as orb. <laughs> they returned to orb. Uh, anyway, by the time the princess had realized the mistake they had made, it was too late. 
The land was covered in purple crazy vines and the king had Victini helped him lift the castle up into the sky and move it to where it is now, erecting a protective barrier around the new location. The king, exhausted, is consoled by Victini before he fucking croaks. The two princes, filled with remorse, moved the dragon stones to a new, safe, and secret location. A Dark Souls 1 level. <laughs> They'll never find it. <laughs> God damn it. Salon feels bad that Victini has been trapped in this barrier for 1,000 years. It really would be sucked to be a tra Pokemon trapped in a restrictive barrier. Salon, you're right. It would be terrible if we just trapped Pokemon in a tiny field of energy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a partnership. They can leave if they want. Can, can they? <laughs> Uh, that montage for Victini sitting there for, like, what seems to be a year and, like, two months says <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he chose to get depressed and hang out on top of a castle doing nothing with his life. Damon points to the mountain range in the desert and says that's where the kingdom used to be, and he intends to bring it back to life. He reminds his mom that it was her dream to see the valley restored. He says he can finally realize that dream of hers. Like... With fertilizer and irrigation. So anyways, we're going to cut to Pokemon <laughs> eating berries. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Salon realizes that Victini wasn't alone because it's friends with all these Pokemon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Sure. I'm not under house arrest. I'm watching all these VTubers. <laughs> they then also the humans start eating the berries and Victini's all jazzed and shit. Anyway, three years ago, Damon returned to talk to the mayor about how everyone, everyone should come back to regain what they've lost. He then journeyed far and wide to find the people of the Vale, who I guess moved to every end of the earth because they showed the heart to get the desert. Adam, <laughs> Damon received a trinket of some sort from the Inuit Native American coded people, and it spoke to him, saying, There's no shortcut to the truth. And then he sees a vision of a cave where the voice said the truth lies. Him and the mayor journeyed into the crystalline cave. Damon finds his way to the bottom of the cave where he finds and touches the white stone, which explodes with frames. With flames! And screams, rash, allegedly. It really just makes a screaming sound, and the subtitles are like, Pokemon say their own names, just write part of its fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> and then speaks to him, saying, the truth within you, it has been judged worthy. Or maybe none of this happened in a different version of the film. <laughs> we hard cut to Reshram exploding the ice caps. What? Why did he do that? That's what did it, it mean? That's his truth. <laughs> what the fuck? I think that was the intro from the other movie where Zekrom destroyed a glacier that was threatening the village. Oh, okay. They just sort of cut it in like, that, hey, what's up? <laughs> It's time. What if we Blow shit up? melted yeah. the ice caps? <laughs> Bold statement this film is making. I'll be real. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the library, the people of the Vale walk into the room and the scene ends. Victini is sleeping and has a vision of a hyperlapse of it sitting on top of the castle as the village develops all around it. Metal Gear Solid 2 style music plays here. It's very suspenseful and intense. Victini then sees the ghost of the king who apologizes for trapping Victini here. And you realize that this was all Ash seeing this in a dream as he slept next to Victini. Solana sleeping in a sleeping bag next to Ash. Ash has the world's tiniest bed sheet on him. 
as he leans against a tree. And it turns out Iris is sleeping off screen up in the tree, which we do not show before Ash runs off after Victini. Victini points to the ocean and Ash realizes Victini wants to go there. Damon. I, Bob, you got me thinking of the No More Heroes 3 yeah, guy it, now. Like it, the, they introduce him and then the little girl starts saying his name. And it, it just makes you think of uh, the, oh man, what foo, was it? Foo. Yeah. yeah like, Damon. Anyway, Damon in the castle summons Sigilith to activate the pillars of protection and move them. Victini starts screaming and freaking out as the pillars start moving, trying to keep up with it and not get bounced by the barrier. All the townspeople are just kind of, whoa, about the whole thing. And the entire cast starts running to the castle to keep up with Victini, who's rushing away from the pillars. Damon asks Victini for its power, which is nice. It's nice to ask. But then immediately <laughs> seals it at a tiny barrier with the pillars <laughs> to retain the freshness and shocks it with purple lightning. And then activates the castle with a pile of Solosis and Duosian, who make a funny sound. They go like, woo. <laughs> Here's where I need to point out that in Japanese, Damon's name is Dread. <laughs> what? Oh, shit. That's Holy sick. fuck. So instead of Damon, it's Dreadson every time. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> He's judge, That's awesome. <laughs> jury, and executioner. Right? He just shows up with a dragon god like, I am the law. <laughs> the castle starts flying away. Team Rocket falls down the side of the castle. It's so sad that they're fucking dead. <laughs> That's what they do for the rest of the movie. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, Agra, wouldn't it be funny if what you said was true? There's no way you would do that, though, because that's just fucking savage to do to a character. <laughs> Guys, I have bad news. I'm starting to think Team Rocket won't actually do anything in this movie. <laughs> I forgot they were in it till they showed up just then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Damon starts yelling about changing the flow in the Dragon Force, which, I, Bob, I think you're right. That was a season of Power Rangers, right? I think so. I not clear. I think you're thinking of Time Force. But what if the Time Force was a Dragon Force? That would be cool. This is another weird thing where they localized out something that means something. Oh? Where in Japanese, it's not Dragon Force, it's Dragon Veins, which is a term that they use in a lot of things for like spirit veins yeah 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 like ley lines and stuff yeah yes well that's cool see i just figured it was a translation to to go along with why arceus gave them a dragon plate of all things <laughs> see i just thought they made it sound cool because this is a movie about the dragon legendaries yeah <laughs> and there wasn't any actual thought behind it like in the dub every time somebody says dragon force it sounds like the actor is in on the joke and is expecting power metal to just immediately start playing when uh -huh. they say it. Yeah, like it plays a sting from Through the Fire and Flames. <laughs> I'm just hearing that riff every time they say Dragon Force in this movie. <laughs> Mentally, I clock out more and more. <laughs> As the castle lifts up and leaves a giant hole in its wake, green energy flows out of it and starts flowing back to the valley, causing water to sprout from the rock walls, creating flowing rivers. This all seems good, but spooky music is playing. Well, we know it's right? bad because Victini's suffering. Also, the live stream is it just shouldn't, it shouldn't come out like that. We know that. We played Final Fantasy VII. I don't know. It seemed fine. <laughs> Main cast starts hearing Victini scream and run off towards it. Ash sees that it's trapped in a horrible contraption. It's like, oh my god. David goes, uh, Ash, Victini's lending me its power. <laughs> <laughs> 
Josh goes, you're hurting it. You need to stop. And David goes, I won't. And summons Reuniclus. <laughs> David cottons his pants entirely down. Ash, uh, d- d- I- I've been expecting you. <laughs> then why are your pants down? Uh, <laughs> one moment, I'm thinking of a good lie. <laughs> Fucking like he he attacks it with a reuniclus and it's it's at that moment that Damon fucking dread it's so much better solidifies in my mind is that guy who shows up to local events clearly meant for children with his <laughs> insane team he's got a sigilif a reuniclus and a goddamn dragon legendary they're all shiny he's got full EVs and he's just wrecking ten year olds he's like I love Pokemon. <laughs> He's just smiling shittily as they run. And then he the makes children. it to Worlds and they check his cart for hacked Pokemon and he goes, whoa. Uh, <laughs> you know what? This tournament uh, sucks and uh, I don't care anymore. Can't believe this tournament became woke. <laughs> Slide whistle as he enter- or exits the entrance backwards. <laughs> Sadly, I think by this point we had save editing, so it was a lot harder to detect. <laughs> Ash instructs Pikachu to start attacking Reuniclus and destroy the pillars. Reshiram stops the attack and starts screaming and sending fire everywhere. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're just going to kill the humans. Why not? So Somehow that doesn't do that. The music is now, during this battle between Golurk and Reshiram, spooky and somber? I don't... What is happening with this soundtrack? Anyways, they continue their battle outside, Golurk and Reshiram. And as all of that happens, Victini remembers what happened with the king and him being warned by the king that if the sword castle should ever be removed, the dragon force will be disturbed and the world will be at risk. And Ash apparently was seeing this as he wakes in a supply closet. (laughs) In the storeroom, the cast starts to wonder what to do. And Juanita says that Zekram can stop Reshram and he's beneath the castle. Near the purple energy, the mayor flies around in a gyrocopter looking at the dragon force. And the gyrocopter is powered by Kling Clang, and that's when I realize, oh, he reminds me of a Ghibli movie. He's just a Ghibli movie character. Look at him go. Can, can we talk about how it's not like, oh, I've got a hot air balloon and I've got a chimchar making the hot air and that's really cute. No, you, you've shoved a Pokemon into a drive shaft, my man. This they, is They love it. They need this. <laughs> <laughs> they come in and out easily. He showed that off earlier with his music machine. Yeah, he only hit it with a hammer a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if, if we look at their like their Pokedex entry, it'll be like, if they don't do this constantly, they die. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Not betrayed and left in a drive shaft. <laughs> <laughs> the main cast is now in that crystalline cave, which apparently was literally in the blade of the castle that was subterranean before, which I... Guess I should have assumed it was a part of all that instead of in the cave leading up to that. Oh, man. Ash disappears to a lower floor in the cave and everyone goes, hey, how did you do that? And this is the exact thing that happened with Damon earlier. And it's very weird. Ash starts to feel Victini's pain and starts running deeper within the cave faster and faster. And a voice calls out to him. Is it within you the will to pursue your ideals? The crystal structures everywhere that ash is running on start turning into particles and falling apart so he runs faster and faster he makes his way to the bottom and he sees the stone it asks for his wish his ideal ash says i promise i'll take victini to the ocean and the voice says it is your will that will bring your ideal to life this is where i really just realized we watched the wrong movie (laughs) yeah yeah 
because Reshiram's the one that's supposed to represent truce, and the truce is if they move the sword, everything's screwed. Well, ideally, he would like to go to the ocean with Victini, all right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, his ideals are that the little guy shouldn't be tortured. <laughs> so I don't know that you could say either is objectively Ideal, correct here. Ideally, this new world isn't built on suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Still, the ideal mm -hmm. would be that the veil is restored, but the truth is it can't be because that would involve moving the sword. <laughs> Retro-realm's just out there like, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care. The truth is, I don't give a fuck. It starts blowing shit up. Look, Reshiram represents the truth garnered with limited information. All right? <laughs> I don't like this truth. Reshiram is the truth asterisk. <laughs> the notation for the asterisk is just can be changed at a later date. <laughs> uh, Mayor pulls up to the next to the castle on his gyrocopter and then gets caught up in all that business. Juanita sends uh, Golurk to stop the castle. That's such a broad and ambitious fucking mission objective. You see Golurk, he's ready. Uh, yeah, so then <laughs> Reshram starts beating him up immediately. Team Rocket is holding on for dear life on the blade part near the bottom of the giant castle sword. It is just like fingers crunched into the wall. And then next to them, the wall explodes with the blue energy. These guys are fucked. <laughs> They're just absolutely fucked. There's no way. Well, as we've established, they're just like uh, inceptioning into Ash's coma dream, so they're not in any real danger. <laughs> <laughs> Zekrom exploded out of the wall, and it shows up to battle Reshiram with Ash on its back, which is pretty fucking wicked. He tells Zekrom to drop him off, though, at the castle so he could try to save Victini. So then we do that, and then we have a dragon battle, and it's, it's pretty... Well, the music's yet again unfitting. It sounds like a title screen theme for an RPG instead of like some epic battle music. Zekrom knocks out Reshram, however, who just falls into the Dragon Force vein on the ground. Zekrom lifts it up, however, and then just puts it back in midair and then it wakes up. This is it. I hope, I hope you were satisfied by this dragon battle. Damon tells Ash, Bob, okay, listen, listen, Bob. <laughs> Damon tells Ash that sometimes for truth, sacrifices are required. All right? Okay. All right. All right. Sure. Reshram shows up to help Ash try to break the barrier around Victini. Victini is then freed. Ash catches Victini, and Damon asks Reshram, why? Reshram says he could hear the land's anger. And the cast yells at David that the land is pissed. <laughs> the forest starts igniting with purple particles scorching the earth. And David wonders how his mother could ever be wrong. <laughs> like he looks over the edge like he's he like he hasn't done that in the last hour. Right. Like, oh fuck. Mom, why did you do this? <laughs> oh, shit. I wasn't supposed to bake that cake for eight hours. I should have checked on it at any point. <laughs> He doesn't know what to do, and the dragons remind him if he just returns the sword to where it once was, this would stop. And he goes, okay, let me your power. <laughs> a purple fire vortex shoots up from the dragon force veins on the ground, and the dragons fly into it. It immediately look like they've lost control of their flight. <laughs> they just start spinning out of control inside of this vortex. The castle is then covered in purple flames and it looks sick as hell. And the mayor says the dragon force reversed on itself. Which means something, sure. All right. The castle now starts crumbling and everyone needs to escape it. High Dragon shows up to carry away Iris and uh, Carlita. It goes rar. Guys, 
if we can have Drobler just say its full name, why does Hydreigon go raw? <laughs> I don't. It's got three heads. None of them can articulate well. <laughs> three, three tries at life and none of them could become literate. <laughs> Ash gets knocked back by the barrier keeping Victini in because he's still holding Victini. He barely climbs to stay in the castle while Damon falls out immediately. <laughs> the castle starts ascending to the sky in this really sick sequence with brutal storms flying like rain directly into his face. And it's so dark and scary. And they now entered low orbit with this purple energy blade castle in the sky. This is sick. It is also at this point that I started to worry whether or not they had entered Rayquaza's detection range. <laughs> <laughs> Rayquaza sees this giant sword in the ozone layer and it goes not my problem and it just flies right? in the opposite direction <laughs> that looks like it came from earth yeah. I deal with things coming the other way right exactly he lets people leave <laughs> uh, bad news for moon exploration in the next like 30 years in the Pokemon world <laughs> we, we all salute your sacrifice <laughs> Ash starts to freeze and die of lack of oxygen in orbit. It's a sentence I never thought I would get to say on this podcast. I can't believe this is the most real Ash might actually fucking die moment. It's like so it's the good. most plausible of yeah, that would happen to a child that high up. Oh, my <laughs> God. oh shit. Oh shit, physics. Oh, I'm dying. Be too. <laughs> Zach Rama Reshram show up along with Go Dirk. Go Dirk! <laughs> lurk with the daemon on its back he yells that they have to reverse the energy and that ash will make it he's gonna make it just fine the legendary dragons start assaulting the pillars of protection ash's face is literally covered in frost pikachu tries to attack the pillars that are closing in and they can't they get so pissed they literally smash in on ash like they are maybe two feet from ash surrounding him these giant pillars on all sides Victini wakes up to Ash having his shit kicked in by these pillars. And Damon yells that Ash can't give up because he's been chosen by the great dragon Pokemon. I, I, sure, but so were you and you were wrong. God, Ash just, he keeps getting this look on his face during this scene where he, like, for the first time in his life, he thinks, uh, we may not get away with this one. Ash looking at Victini going, I'm sorry, I was the one who deleted your Pokemon save. It wasn't the battery dying. <laughs> <laughs> the dragons attack the barrier again and again. Ash is holding Victini as he dies and says, I'm sorry, I couldn't take you to the ocean. Victini is outraged, bursts into flames and revives Ash. Ash just goes, whoa, I guess I won't die right now. And Victini explodes out at the pillars, sending them flying. Ash is... <laughs> Very sad in this moment that Victini may have chow-sued the place up. The castle is pushed down to earth by the legendary dragons as Sigilif and Duosians all make sounds. <laughs> They're helping. I, they are. They really are. They are helping. Ash wakes up wrapped in a blanket next to Damon. Iris is reunited with Ash and Damon with his sister as they watch the dragon force concert <laughs> they see where it's going and say that they only have one shot to shove the castle into the new position to stop the dragon force because now now the plan is to shove it in too yeah i, I guess it's I, like rattler they're trying to like cut it off and if it runs <laughs> into the sword it's dead so it'll stop blowing everything up uh sword descends into the hilltop stopping the dragon force good job team team rocket is excited to be alive and on a random balcony where did the, the, the 
Did they also almost freeze to death? I want to see that. <laughs> I, I do want to see that. I think the fall through the atmosphere probably helped defrost them on the way down. Could you imagine? Okay. The sword's <laughs> descending faster than they're falling at terminal velocity. So they just fall and fall and land on a balcony at the top of the castle. God. Now I'm just imagining that scene where, like, in Gundam, they're all re-entering the atmosphere. And Char is like, I'm sorry, man, you're going to burn to death. And they do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, now I'm imagining like Team Rocket wrapping themselves in the cellophane bag that (laughs) Char wraps his Zaku in so it doesn't burn up. God. (laughs) Meow's like, I'm not designed to re-enter the atmosphere. And Jesse now with Char glasses is like, I know. Ash thinks of Victini, and we crossfade to Ash and the team at the ocean. He goes, we're at the ocean, Victini. You gave us every bit of power you had. Even so, I didn't give you anything. Victini, I'm sorry. And he sheds a single tear and looks at a macaron. He tosses it up into the air for Victini, and it's caught by something invisible, and it's eaten. Salon then says the fucking line. <laughs> this has a strangely familiar flavor. Why doesn't he have some Pokemon that assaults him when he says something? I don't know! (laughs) Because he's not disrespecting women. He's just disrespecting you, the viewer. It's equal opportunity. He should say, this has a strangely familiar flavor, and then a bunch of Emolga descend on him like it's the end of We're Back, It's a Dinosaur Story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. What if... What if every time he said this, Iris's Axew climbed up onto him and bit him in the head? Wouldn't that just be funny? It would, it would, it would give me something. I need something to punish this man cosmically for saying this line over and over. <laughs> uh, but Victini appears and eats another macaron and everyone's happy and he gives Ash a vision of uh, him bringing life back to the nature and Ash says you're heading back to the Vale huh and Victini gives a V for victory again before eating more macarons when he says Damon the future's what's important the truth of the people of the Vale that's where it lies Bob and then the dragon <laughs> legendary scream and fly around while the cast looks at them and there's a rainbow and that's it credits I guess the dash doesn't get to be the master of Zacharam anymore nope he just laughed. Nope, he was chosen. We're going to forget about that in the next fucking movie. <laughs> okay. Do you think these dragons are just full of shit and fucking with people and like, yeah, you're chosen. Just, I'll just follow <laughs> you around for a little bit and see what dumb shit you do with that in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like a Shinigami, huh? <laughs> I like this lore. I mean, they're thousands of years old. Every now and then they just pick up a human and go, hey, what's your ideal? Fuck, that's messed up. All right, let's do that for the next six months. Let's do it, man. <laughs> I don't have that long of an attention span. <laughs> let's see how far we can take this. It's like, oh, Reshiram. Oh, no, no, Zekrom is the ideal. It's like, oh, Zekrom, we're not going to make it through this one. This is the end. And he's like, the end for you. We just leave. <laughs> <laughs> so the credit sequence starts, which means I'm on edge. Because every time in these credit sequences, they just shiv me with a random scene that makes me go, what in the hell were you thinking? But it seems fine. Everything's good. Until we show a shot of Team Rocket dining inside of a cafe. They're incognito. But in the reflection of the window outside the cafe, you can see the main cast walk past them and they look up. But what you may miss 
is the Magneton girl from the last movie is there right behind the main cast. Oh my fucking God. (laughs) What? Yeah, this is real. I'm not, I'm not gaslighting you. I promise. That is look, Magnemite girl is not something we joke about. (laughs) She's too powerful for that. Yeah, let me pull this up. I I just my co-host deserved to see this image now instead of going back for it later. It's not that I don't believe you. It's that I don't believe that the Pokemon company would fucking do this. Yeah, this is deranged. It's just like sneaker in for one shot. Yeah, this I lost for, it. This is for us. <laughs> she has to be someone on staff's kids OC. Yeah, someone someone was saying that. Someone was saying that in the comment section that it's like, oh yeah, that's literally someone's OC that got in. And I'm like, what are you talking? This reading this comment is driving me insane. I cannot begin to process these steps that were required. But yeah, if you if you look here and you zoom and enhance, you can see her right there. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's right as they exit the screen. It's like the second Salon's out of view, she just emerges. This is the most, like, cryptid moment since the first movie where they have the mystery Pokemon in that fucking seaside town. And we all go, (laughs) what is that thing? (laughs) But that's it. Now we actually finished the movie. That was the plot of... Pokemon White, Pokemon the movie White, Victini and Zekrom, and Black Victini and Reshiram. And with that out of the way, it's time we talk about the movie in a different means instead of recapping it now, measuring the worth of the film on various axes. But before we do that, hey, did you know you can get access to the next episode of Pokemon Go to the Movies up to a month early over at patreon.com slash gbpodcast? You don't need to be patient. You can find out what's up with Zekrom in the next one right now. So go check that out and also enjoy access to commentary tracks for... Something like 70 movies, I don't know. And also uh, access to uh, an exclusive, this is one of those streaming platform exclusives, the movie Isolation 119. That's patreon.com slash gbpodcast. Okay, first category, whimsy meter. Where does this movie rank on the whimsy meter? This is a 1 to 10 category. We're going to go ahead and start with Shibuya. So this movie... A lot of what caught my eye was just how much whimsy there is. Because, you know, you've got Victini, who's just a little guy. He's just a little dude. He likes to eat macarons. He's very cute. You have all of these cottony running around. You have the Drillbur and the Reuniclus. And you have just so many scenes of little guys being dudes hanging out. And it's very cute. And yes... Ash goes into lower Earth orbit and nearly freezes and suffocates <laughs> in the vacuum of space. But then they say Dragon Force seven times, and I think that's really <laughs> funny because I can just hear the guitar riff in my brain. I'm giving it a decent seven because I don't think Ash nearly dying is enough to take away from it because this child will never die. He's the fucking protagonist. Until the jungle movie, he's safe in my brain. <laughs> that's when they can raise the stakes. <laughs> Okay, 7 out of 10. Agro, what are you thinking? Oh, yeah. Like, all of the theming, the location, the imagery, a lot of the events. This is the first movie where we get, like, literally we get a whimsicott. That's an easy (laughs) 8. Oh, that's hard to argue with. Yeah. Bob. Yeah, we're in a city with a magic castle shaped like a sword. It's a 10. Yeah. (laughs) No, I get that. Chris? 
I'm going to disagree. I, I think w there's a certain amount of lightheartedness necessary for whimsy, and there's a lot of, yeah, we have to shock this child in the pain box to move this big castle. <laughs> so if the castle was powered by a horse drowning in a marsh, you would be like 10? Is that what I'm... <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, this movie doesn't really have an antagonist, right? <laughs> Like, it, it's like Damon for, like, ten minutes. And then he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Damon's like, what? Aren't we the bad guy? Rish Ram's like, shut the fuck up, Damon. And he's like, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that dragon was just fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you tell me a lie? He's supposed to be the truth dragon. <laughs> One tells the truth. The other tells the real truth. <laughs> I guess I'll have to give this a seven. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, the honestly, the the RPG vibes this gives off and the cool legends being something really neat. The dragons giving good little boys, question mark, uh, <laughs> magical powers and strength to fight for their ideals. There's a number of different ways. And we do get the prerequisite. Pokemon sure do like eating berries. So would I also like to eat berries. I, I'm going to put this pretty high up there. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a nine. Really? You just got to remove the tasing the child is how we power our economy aspect of this. And then it would be really, really whimsical. I love this movie on that angle. It's not overly saccharine, but there's like a mysticism and a faux Ghibli attempt here that's actually admirable and enjoyable. But next, we got to move on to the dex check. How good was the... Oh, no. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> well, it was mostly Gen 5 this time, so you're fine. But they used a lot of them. They did. They used a lot of them. Which was cool. That's that's the really nice thing about this being a Gen 5 movie. They didn't get to recycle all like any old Pokemon other than Pikachu and Meowth. So it's Sigilith for some reason. Uh, Sigilith's fifth gen. Yeah, it's fifth gen. You're what? thinking of Zatu, which is God. different. Okay. Natu and Zatu and Sigilyph are all like in that realm of weird psychic creature. Uh -huh. Right. But specifically Sigilyph is Gen 5. Which is pretty cool. But here we go. Because we're in the Dex Check segment, that means I have to say every Pokemon which was that was in the movie, which should be easier because fifth gen. Here we go. <clears throat> Pikachu, Meowth, Axu, Oshawa, Tepig, Scraggy, Excadrill, Amolga, Pansage, Sigilyph, Solosis, Duosion, Golurk, Hydreigon, Blitzel, Lillipub, Clink, Clang, Clink, Clank, Superior, Embor, Samurott, Gothita, Gotharita, Victini, Zekrom, Reshram, Alamola, Audino. I actually missed the Audino. Huh. Braviary, Caracosta, Cincino, Deerling, Sawsbuck, Drillbird, Tynamo, Electric, Electros, Herdier, Mandibuzz, Mincino, Patrat, Padove, Tranquil, Timpole, Palpitoad, Sesmitoad, Sigilith, Ducklet, Swana, Wubat, Swubat, Tertoga, Trubbish, Cottonia, Whimsicott, Volcarona, Munna, Musharna, Darmanitan, I also missed that, Sigilith, Reuniclus, Lilligant, and Stunfisk. Wow, that was a lot easier than past movies. We're starting this segment off with Aggro. Aggro, what's the dex check coming in at for you? This one was really hard for me to land on because there's a lot of bangers in this movie. And especially if you picked the correct version <laughs> and didn't get stuck with uh, Damon's Gothitelle. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dread? 
<laughs> the dread gothitelle. <laughs> Dreads gothitelle? I sure do. <laughs> Every time a new mon showed up, I'm like, oh, sick. It's this one. And I'm conflicted because, you know, it's fifth gen. And there's, like, I could name ten other ones that are also personal favorites that didn't make the cut. But Victini is the best baby legendary we've had in a while with the clamp wings on his butt and his weird hammer pants. And I love him. And I think overall I'm going to have to give this like a nine on the lineup. Okay. Bob? Yeah, I think they did really knock it out of the park. They got like the essence of fist gen distilled here. It has a ton of everything. Also, it has the good deer Pokemon because that was introduced to fist gen. Sazabuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Deerling in that, yeah. Oh, okay. Caldeo? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to give it a nine because there is, like Agra was saying, Fist Gen's filled with bangers. So it could use like one more. <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, no. Guys, that list didn't include the credits. Oh, which. Oh. Or the exclusives to each version. So credits only, Snivy, Swadloon, Dwebble, Stunfisk, exclusive to White, Reuniclus, Electros, Baskelin, Bufflot, Darmanitan, Frillish, Heat, Morgellicent, Lilligant, Rufflet, Throw, Tornadus, which is how I realized this was missing something because Tornadus flies by for 10 seconds. Yeah. No, like two in the credits. And Unpheasant, exclusive to Black, Gothitel, Stunfisk, Archon, Archeops, uh, Archie, Ar- Archon, Archeops, Basculin, Frillish, Jellicent, Crocodile, Leopard, Beartick, Stoutland, Sock, Sawsbuck, Thunderous, and Seb Strika. They got Thunderous, Bob, and we were left with Tornadus? They both suck, so who cares? <laughs> I mean, I'll take Landorus over Thunderous, I'll be real. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm sad I missed out on Archeops. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. To be fair, I didn't see the credits. That's the Cartoon Network rip for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it, ju- it just faded to black. Movie's over. Go Coming on. up next, 10 hours of Teen Titans. <laughs> no, they had to promote the Hall of Game Awards too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, But you're giving it a nine, Bob? Yeah. Okay. Well, we move on to Chris now. This does have a lot of good Gen 5 Pokemon. However, I'm jilted because it doesn't have my two favorite Gen 5 Pokemon. So I can only give this a 7 instead of a 9 or a 10. What are your two favorites? The Litwick line and the uh, Vanillex line. Mm. Ice cream and ghost fire. Understandable. Yeah. I respect it. I love this movie. This is great. It had, it had very correct choices. Obviously, I would like you know other things to show up like Excelgore and Zebstrika. But... You know, it's fine. We got we got Blitzel. That's that's kind of, you know, mostly there. But yeah, I really love a number of the Pokemon they showed in this film. I'm going to give it a nine. Uh, the, the Like, they got the Amolga. Like, if this movie didn't have Amolga, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we go next to Shibuya. What are you thinking? I think, you know, it's a Gen 5 movie, so I can't expect too much outside of Gen 5. And the lineup that they chose to represent it is very strong. Like the moment I saw Scraggy, I clapped the moment I saw like Amalga, I clapped Axio. I clapped. There's, there's a lot of just my little guys, but I didn't fucking see your Tuga anywhere or Caracosta. And I love those bitches. It gets a seven. It's good, but we can do better. Yeah. It was like, where, where were those even? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, d- they weren't. I was looking and I didn't see them. Fuck you. Someone <laughs> said they were in there and I'm like, where? <laughs> where in the world was that? 
point in the movie to where Chirtuga was. I know. <laughs> my score by a point. Pikachu? No, wrong. <laughs> yeah, some of those were like in flashbacks. So like Mosharna. And I'm like, that would have been nice in the main thing. But yeah. What was that score again? Seven. Okay. Understandable. Coming up next, the gun check. Would this movie's events have been better solved with a gun? Bob, you're starting us off. Maybe like a stun gun, but this is a situation we had a few movies back where it's like, we don't really want to kill the main bad guy because he, he's not really that bad. Everyone just be kind of upset if Ash just shot him. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, how are you working the gun into the, the flashback of three years ago? Is the mayor just going down there and the moment he's chosen, he guns him down? <laughs> <laughs> I figure, you know, when they get up there, when Ash gets up there and sees what's happening to Victini, he just shoots Damon to death. Yeah, I don't know that that would go well for everyone at that moment because it's like, okay, how do we remove the pillars now? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Huh. Yeah. Well, obviously then, Rashiram would have to choose a new master. Right? I choose you, Juanita. (laughs) She's like, yeah! (laughs) So that's a no, Bob? That's a no. That's a no. Okay, well, we're going to Chris next. Chris? Hmm. I guess in the most purely practical sense, if somebody just capped Damon, it'd be over. I feel like, I guess that'd do it, so sure. <laughs> Whether or not, I, th- I think it is much more of a nuance than normal because he's not an evil libertarian with a sky fortress, but... Right, well, the question is, would this problem be better solved with a gun? So do you think them shooting Damon would have been better than how we did it? No, probably not. Because by the time he outs himself, it's like, well, you can't undo it by shooting him. You kind of need to deal with it. Yeah. And he's on board with dealing with it. So it's kind of counterproductive. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It, you literally would shoot the, him. And in a best case scenario, the dragon force goes on rampaging and the castle has crashed into the earth. Yeah, unless his sister just standing there next to him while he's like, I'm going to use Victuni for something bad. If, if she just shot him at that point, everyone would be really weirded out. <laughs> It's okay. Victini gave her the vision that he was about to betray them all. <laughs> and that'll hold up in a court of law. Right? <laughs> Victini, you've got to stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no. I, I really don't see that going well, but it would be funny. Uh, Shibuya, what are your thoughts? Now, I understand that Damon's intentions are good. Uh, bro, if you want to get your mom a present, just get her flowers or a necklace like a normal person. I swear to God. I think this movie can easily be solved by a gun if we give it to Victini. Anybody who goes, Victini, please let me borrow your power. And they have that glint in their eye. Victini shoots them, does the peace sign, and then moves on with its life and nothing changes. We're good. (laughs) No one has to go to jail. (laughs) Yeah, because the only person in that room with Damon when he goes mask off is Victini. So the problem is, even if Ash had the gun, what's he going to do? The castle's in the air. So you're saying Victini should have had the gun? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if he's stuck in this town for a thousand years, I think he should be allowed to cap one person every millennium. Victini, why did you do that? My house arrest changed me, Ash. <laughs> you can talk. <laughs> Which, thank God. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank God I'm only the fucking happy. legendary dragons could talk. Because it would be too much of Big Teeny's like, oh, I'm so adorable, Hong Kong. I don't really think the legendary dragons can talk. I think they've got like a soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good job, human. 
<laughs> Ideals? <laughs> what is your ideal? Baller, let's do that. <laughs> the, 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 the dragons are engaging with this other way. You're using Gmail's auto response. <laughs> Sounds great. See you soon. <laughs> Agro, would, would a gun solve this? At first, I, I too was thinking that, you know, like this isn't an area where a, a gun would be better than proper education and communication. But, but then I thought, you know, that's because the situation we're in in the main bulk of the film is is uh, an inevitability, the end of a process. If we cast our minds back to when two princes were using dragon gods to fuck up their kingdom because they had a difference of opinion, if instead of using their culture's mighty truth and ideal fucking zords to destroy their entire way of life, you just gave these two abrasive dueling pistols and let them have it out one afternoon. This entire thing could have been avoided and the kingdom of the veil would still be here. All right. That's a pretty reasonable argument to have, right? Well, that goes to show that sometimes guns are the answer as opposed to a nuclear bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, next segment is MVP Most Valued Pokemon. We're starting the segment off with Chris. Aren't you lucky? Golurk. Damn it. Of course it's going to be Golurk. Golurk Golurk got told, you go fight our dragon god, and Golurk went, hell yes, and turned on the jet boosters. (laughs) Go get my ass, Dark Ride. I'll be right back. (laughs) Did you know Golurk can learn fly? Yeah, it's great. That's so awesome. What a what a badass. <laughs> um uh, I'm I'm sorry. This is a biased committee here. Reuniclus. Why? It's in this film. And it's the best boy. I love Reuniclus. I don't care what actions it's caused in the movie. I'm one of those people who will be continue to be a fan of the problematic internet influencer. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Reuniclus didn't, you know, it was confused. It didn't know that that was a child it was leaving in the tase box. It didn't, you know, it was just obey. It was just following orders, all right? Reuniclus is It was hanging out with the wrong crowd. It was peer pressure. It's okay. He can get better. Just give him time to heal and recover. Exactly. How was he supposed to know a guy named Dread is toxic? Reshram said it was okay. Right? This isn't Reuniclus's fault. Reuniclus is a good boy. Shibuya, who's your MVP? There are arguments to be made for better Pokemon, but fuck you, it's my pick. Scraggy literally saw a Hydreigon and decided that he was going to take it down. And goddammit, did he take that shit down. Yes, he needed a little help, but it's okay. He will get stronger. He will single-handedly kill one of these things later on, I believe. I believe. Absolutely. The little guy's also voiced by uh, Jason Griffith, which threw me for a fucking loop. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I fucking lost it finding that out. Who's Jason Griffith and what do you know them for? <laughs> Sonic and Shadow the fucking Hedgehog. <laughs> 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 Thank you in advance for putting the edit up that I made. Because I Did you know that uh, <laughs> Scraggy's like two-thirds the height of Sonic or Shadow? He's two foot and Sonic and Shadow are three-three. I had no idea. <laughs> they were In my head, they were much taller than that. They were not only that short. So that's really funny. That's like, look at me and my son. <laughs> yeah, I'd assume like four foot at least for those two. But no, three-three. The more you know. Dr. Agro. <laughs> 
So you remember how everybody keeps acting like Victini is the thing that powers the castle? Uh-huh. And then they take Victini out of the barrier and the castle still seems to function just normally. Nothing happens to it. It doesn't fall out of the sky. That's mm-hmm. because Sigilith is still up there holding it down, doing what legendaries pretend to do, <laughs> managing this entire situation while everybody else is off having dragon battles and discovering that their mom's dream fucked them over. He's up there in the bell tower above the fancy barrier thing, actually doing his god damn job and everybody else's <laughs> good shit that's true that's very true and uh bob i'm gonna get to deerling <laughs> <laughs> without deerling uh-huh. there ash would never have even met victini so he wouldn't know that victini needs saving thank god deerling's a clumsy bitch right <laughs> mm. <laughs> Could it have been a normal vacation, though, without Deerling? I feel like they would have just hung out for the festival and left. I, I think they would have been really weirded out by the castle flying away and not be able to get up to it. I don't think Damon would have found Victini if not for Ash. Hmm. Think about it. Yeah, maybe not. Was this Deerling's plan? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a stretch, but... Okay. Maybe it was all Damon's plan. Maybe he set the Deerlings up. <laughs> God, he's just got a crane arm and he puts them down on the cliff. Yes, that's why they couldn't get back turns up. Out, turns out they're literally nothing like mountain goats. They're so freaked out. It's okay. He just said, Sigilif, do it. And then Sigilif precariously put them on the edge of this cliff to fall God. and eat shit. That's messed up. Man. Well, that brings us to our best segment is Ash in a coma. <laughs> Does the evidence of this film really outline it being a coma dream? This is an important thing to get to the bottom of, to, uh, bottom of and this is like our, our podcast series long investigation into this. I'm going to say no, and here's why. Uh, that all seemed up to snuff. Just a perfectly normal day. <laughs> not, not <laughs> average day in the Pokemon universe? Yeah, Eindok's a little weird, but it's fine. It's just their custom. <laughs> Look. Who am I to judge their sword society and their dragon gods and Ash's uh, unwitting participation in this legend? Uh, you know, it just seems normal. This, no reason to believe this is a coma dream. Shibuya, what are your thoughts? See, anytime we had bits and pieces of Victini's backstory being flashed into Ash in the form of visions, I just got the vibe of like, yeah, this is some repressed shit coming back. So... I believe, yes, because I believe this story is actually him coping with the loss of his grandfather while he's been in this coma for what seems like a thousand years. McTeeny's trying to convey this to him through, so- through like little flashbacks here and there so as not to overwhelm his unconscious mind. He's trying to deal with this, and the sword is just the looming truth ready to strike and hit him at any moment. Him almost dying is him waking up and realizing the grief is going to potentially kill him. Uh, and then everything <laughs> is fine because he falls back into the dream. So it's a yes from me. Agra? Uh, it is going to be a yes for me uh, along similar lines of thought that uh, near the end of the film where the as the castle begins to lift into the sky as, as Ash begins to lose his grip on life because... Dialga has attempted to punish him uh, for his interference by putting him back in the coma, but this time splitting his timeline and putting him in two comas at once to see if that'll hold him down. He he he, he 
casts his mind around struggling to find a reason to, to go on living. And he, he, he thinks maybe there's some truth worth living for or some ideal to reach for. And at the end of the day, he realizes, no, there's only one reason. Victory. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bob. Yeah, any time that Ash is the chosen one of a new religion, I have to say it's a coma dream. <laughs> I don't need to explain any farther than that. Okay, Bob, then I have a follow-up question. Is Adol in a coma? Possible. We need to do the research. Okay, ease month coming right at you. Here we go. <laughs> it's a really breezy month until it really isn't. Oh, this one's 60 hours off. Oh, he's called Dark Fact because the dark fact is that he's in the coma. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, I'm pogging and pointing. <laughs> it's actually literally his surname. God. Chris. I'm going to go with no. <laughs> Thank you. Ash feels kind of tertiary to this movie's events, honestly. Like, he goes and gets the other dragon, but it felt more like, is there a body here? Okay. Right? You'll do. <laughs> is there a body here? You'll do. Oh, my. That's bad dating advice. <laughs> it, it, it's less Ash is the chosen. Like, it's not Ash ascending to godhood and going ultra instinct and fucking flying after the pirate. It's not him <laughs> acquiring the power of aura. It's just me like, we need somebody to use this dragon. That, that kid seems good. Fucking go. <laughs> so yeah, no, he's he's just kind of there. This, this is the most plausible, the dumb child stumbled his way into a major catastrophe that I think we've had. Yeah, and the, really, at the end of the day, I'm not sure that Ash resolved the catastrophe. I think it was everyone else who pulled together to do that as Ash died in the lower orbit. Yeah. <laughs> like, technically, he freed Zekron, but it sounds like Juanita would have done that without him. <laughs> If this was a coma fantasy, I, he wouldn't have almost frozen to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that brings us to our next category. Arceus Ex Machina, which I always have to read verbatim. How big are the plot holes just so the movie ends on the status quo of the show? We're going to start this one with Shibuya. So this one is tricky because we moved a whole castle in, into low Earth orbit and then back but not back into a different place that also is fine. Granted, this is a movie town, so that really doesn't matter. But Ash has survived being in low Earth orbit. Whether his trauma comes back, we, uh, we won't know because we're not watching the fucking show. However, much like in the Manaphy movie and much like in the Lucario movie, there's lingering consequences to what has happened here. He is the chosen one of Reshiram and or Zekrom. We don't know whether this will have repercussions further down the line. As such, I think I'm going to give it a four because being the chosen one of the dragons of ideals and truth is a bit much. Like, when will this come into play? Like, are we going to have to fight the uh, Landorus, Thunderous, and Tornadus, and then suddenly Reshiram and Zekrom show up and just go, hey, stop that. <laughs> That's our guy. <laughs> Cut it out. Okay. <laughs> Agro, what do you think? One to ten. I think that... Uh... If you assume that nobody detected the castle lifting into low Earth orbit, and we don't have to answer any follow-up questions from... What am I talking about? It's the Pokemon universe. There are no governmental agencies to speak of. Yeah, right? it's, a, it's, a, it's a... Pokemon is a coalition of city-states, so there's, like, no... There's no global response to anything. Plus, weird shit in the sky is a Tuesday for them. 
Have you seen all the airships the villains have made over the years? <laughs> Literally anyone who could have given a shit about this valley that was outside this valley moved into this valley during the runtime of this film. As soon as we leave, no one in the world is ever going to talk about this town again. It's dragon gods. Don't give a shit. They're just going to like hang out by the castle and like stand in front of a door and say, one of us always tells the truth and the other is more nebulous. Uh. <laughs> yeah. They're just, they're, they're just going to find jilted youths and be like, Hey, what have you got cooking in that head of yours? That sounds pretty interesting. Let's go. <laughs> the only solution is war. <laughs> so I'm going to give this one like a two. Bob. Okay. I know that the next movie involves Zekarom. So for that to end up making any sense, they'll have to acknowledge what happened here. And if Ash is the master of either of them. So I'm going to give it a five because if they acknowledge it, it's a zero. But if they don't, it's a ten. <laughs> yeah, that's Timeline the, still split. That's the number one thing I've been mulling over this whole fucking segment is like, do I punish the next movie for that or this one? I don't I don't know what's going to happen there yet. The next movie decides entirely which of these two was canon. Well, Chris, what are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a two. Like, Ash didn't get any any new superpowers. He's not really the chosen one of a new religion, because as we've established, these dragons aren't that fucking choosy. <laughs> They're not even in orbs anymore, so I don't know if they need to be chosen. So, it's just a th bunch of things that happened. Yeah, but I really... I just sit here and wonder about the next film. And it's driving me insane. That's all I can think about during this segment because it's like, it wasn't even that convenient because at one point they changed their plan entirely. Don't even acknowledge the prior one. They're like, never mind, park it over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not convenient. That's just, it's weird. Well, well, that's, that is really convenient that that worked. You know, it's convenient that it worked, but it was inconvenient because they didn't park it back in the village. The village now completely lacks a castle. And also, in case you didn't notice, has a giant hole in the ground full of dragon force. <laughs> also, America has dragon force underneath it? Question mark? I don't. <laughs> that didn't come up in fifth gen. I don't know. <sighs> I'm also going to give it a five. <laughs> I really don't know until I watch the next film. Maybe I'll go back and change the score then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make the bold statement that I predict neither of these to show up, dragons to show up in that movie. Well, actually, the next film is called Zekrom, Zekrom and blah, blah, blah. No, it's, it's Zeldio. Keldio. Yeah. What is Zekrom's name in that title? Wait a second. Oh, never mind. Yeah, it is oh. Q-Rim versus the Sword of Justice. So we're we're in the clear? Unless they show up to fuse with Q-Rim, but I don't think they will. I, mm, they might. The, the cover kind of, they might. They might. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they'll be in the opening or the ending and not <laughs> present in the story at all. But yeah, but what if in the opening or ending, Ash waves and then they just ignore him? <laughs> Then I'm gonna be like, if, it's, it's if a he turn. says, if he says goodbye to those dragons and they don't even look at him, this RCSX Machina goes way up. Zekrom <laughs> right? shows up like, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> After getting the Sinnoh trilogy, where they're all connected for literally no fucking reason, if they decide to cheap out on it's this, it's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, man, why does Zekrom start every conversation with a mortal asking who their outgroup is? 
<laughs> well, with that out of the way, we get to our final segment where we rate it on a scale of 1 to 649. Because that's how many Pokemon. I was going to say how many Pokemon are in this movie, but no, thank God that Dex segment <laughs> was a perfect length. I hope they all stay that short. Agro, what score are you going to give this movie? I had a lot of fun with this one. It, uh, it really didn't have a lot of dead weight in it. We didn't have any weird scene in the middle that everyone agrees we could have just cut. I hope. I hope it's not just me that thinks that. Um, it, you had a, a, a nice little story with a baby legendary I didn't want to punt off of a cliff. Uh, I'm going to give this one like a 550. Okay. Bob. This kind of feels like the stereotypical Pokemon movie. It even has the opening montage of Ash fighting stuff, which we haven't had in a couple. And that's not like a detriment. Like when I'm not insulting you when I say that, I just say, yeah, this is a really normal Pokemon movie. So I'm going to let it sit at like a, a 425. Just like, yeah, it was fine. It wasn't exactly great or bad or anything. It was just fine. That number again is 428? 25. 425. Ah, fucking five points off. Chris. I'm going to give this 325. I think it is pretty much entirely neutral it even has like the period of meandering insanity that a lot of these movies have where they're just kind of where it's just kind of ash walking around in a circle for a little while but at least this like time how, it was that's like how it feels story-wise it felt like it was a very small part where they're like let's go to the gardens let's go to this other place meanwhile like the last few we've been through it feels like feel 40 minutes yeah, it's not an entire act worth of the runtime. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. No, this didn't have the. This didn't have the the act where we are going to where the climax of the film is. <laughs> <laughs> we are waiting out the timer until the movie ends. <laughs> I mean, if you count space being the climax, that kind of is the third act. <laughs> that that really is how a lot of these feel. But the, but that would get it. That would get it a lower score. <laughs> yeah, it would. I. Don't like that, that that keeps happening. And I'm really glad this it didn't happen this time. But that was a 325, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm going to give it a 590. I really enjoyed this. It having so much more generic RPG energy to it with the sword castle, and this great dragon prophecy and all this cool stuff. I love that. He even went into an ancient cave to awaken a drag dragon god. Like that's that rules. <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. It looked pretty nice overall. Pacing was pretty good. There's no moment where I'm just like, I'm going to drive a screwdriver through my head to escape this film. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a 590. It's one of my favorites. Shibuya. I don't think this movie is bad by any means, but it actually kind of lost me in like the third act leading up to the climax. Because I, I think being chosen by the dragons, uh, having Damon and Ash's both sides of that is fine. But lacking a real antagonist in this final bit and just having the conflict being oh shit the dragon force and then doing nothing with the dragon force feels kind of weak i think if like the dragon force had corrupted the one that chose daemon and that's why the two dragons had to fight could have been a little bit cooler but as it is it's not bad it just felt a little lacking the rest of the movie i enjoyed i love victini what a good little guy uh solid start to gen 5 like officially I, I think I'll give it like a 480. 
Which, yeah, we, we need to, like, you and Agro both brought it up, and I, I feel like I need to underscore it repeatedly. Thank God Victini doesn't suck. Yeah, it's been too long. Every <laughs> one of so them good. sucks. <laughs> He's small, but he doesn't suck? I don't understand. They didn't Little have guy does not use human speech. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. That, that helps a lot. We appreciate it. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Blue Eyes White Dragon. God damn it. I almost got through the whole episode. Fuck. You, you ruined it. <laughs> we were almost in the clear. Okay, Red Eyes Black Dragon, your point? Well, that's it for this episode of Pokemon Go to the Movies. You don't have to Pokemon go home, but you can't Pokemon stay here. We should add even more to it. Just be like, you don't have to Pokemon go to Pokemon home, but you can't Pokemon stay. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's... You don't have to Pokemon go home, but you can't Pokemon stay here. You should go to Pokemon home and Pokemon sleep. <laughs> We're taking this bit all the way to the Pokemon bank. <laughs> oh.